Thanks for tuning into the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey everybody, it's Josh here, and you know, I love coming on to to doing this show because when I'm high and when I'm doing well, which is usually a lot, I get to gloat, I get to do some trash talk, that's what fantasy is about after all, is being able to trash talk both ways, and the disadvantage of doing this show is what I'm experiencing this week, because this week, I didn't win. I didn't win. I lost to an 0-2 team, um, a talented 0-2 team nonetheless. But, you know, I'm not going to run away from my opponent from this show. And I'm going to give you guys the best content possible, even at my own expense. So I'm very happy to bring on Justin Hamilton, the competitor who did beat me this week. Justin, how are you doing? Listen, boy, don't be trying to, like, sugarcoat it and try to act like I got a great team or anything. My team sucks. All right. And then we brought the hammer down. And then the thing that even makes it more sweet, that sweetens the pot just that little bit, Josh, is that you screwed up. I did. You easily could have won this one. Oh, But you had, like, some of your best point getters on the bench because you chose to sit the ass on the bench. And then they decided to prove to you that they probably should have been starting. You know what I'm saying? I'm over here with this doo-doo-ass team and, like, what? Got the victory. Got victory number one against the undefeated Josh, the mathematician. You know what I'm saying? Like, got him, took him down, took him out. Like, as you see right there, it doesn't matter. It's the slimmest of margins, but it don't matter about the margin. It just matters who walks away victorious or not. Absolutely. And I look at the – let's go over those wrong decisions right here. Let's go over every single one. So the main one was in my offensive player and my flex, my thinking was – I don't like the Arizona Cardinals defense. I think they are a bad defense. And I was like the Rams offense. We have Sean McVay. We have Matthew Stafford. He's going to score like 40 points on this defense. Daryl Henderson's going to get some yards. Allen Robinson, they targeted him so much. And I will say it infuriated me because I was watching this game a bit. Allen Robinson had a wide open touchdown goes through his hands. He catches that touchdown. We win this game, but you know, sometimes it doesn't work. In fact, I would argue I made every wrong decision possible. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Allen Robinson, that dude's like always to me been just fantasy garbage. Like, I don't know what everybody was jumping on the bandwagon for because he was joining this team. Because, yeah, he's got a great body, physical presence and everything else. Got a little speed to him and all this. But the man just ain't never put it together. No matter where he's been at, no matter what he's been doing, he can never put together a great season. He's either hurt or gets hurt or doing stuff like what you just said, like let a perfect pass fall right through his hands. I mean, like the my reasoning behind it was because Robinson actually has had good seasons, but it has been a while because um, and we look at it, we value players like Robinson who can produce under a player like Blake, Blake Bortles as his quarterback. And the whole Chicago, he had a good season in Chicago, despite, I think, Trubisky being his quarterback. And you look at him, and he's only 25. And he just had one bad year. But you remember the Bears' offense being like, oh, my God, the Bears' offense last year was just – there was nothing good happening there. So I was like, well, 
you know, we'll see. And he scored 15 points last week. I'm like, I thought I would get similar production. He was targeted a lot last week, but didn't happen. I mean, I benched, uh, I chose the wrong tight end. Uh, Logan Thomas got two. David Njoku got 23. Uh, let's go. You look at my whole bench. My bench actually outscored my team, which is in, um, pretty embarrassing if you really look at it. Um, but, you know, everyone has a week like this in fantasy. You're not going to hit 100% because football is super unpredictable. I mean, look at this week. No, no, this season's been unpredictable, man. Like, teams winning that nobody thought would win. Look at the Dolphins out there, like, doing the thing. Beat the Bills this week, if I'm not mistaken. They're undefeated yeah. right now. Like, this is craziness. Detroit, although their record may not show it right now, has almost beat or should have beat almost every team that they've played this year. We're talking about the Detroit Lions here. Those guys can't get a win, like, for nothing. Like, they're lack-dependent on it. They couldn't win a game, and they're they're almost kind of showing it right now the fact that they still haven't gotten the wins, but still, man, like Detroit, like out there doing stuff. Like you just got these teams that are out there doing uh, crazy things. You got a couple of teams out there that are doing their thing. Like they were supposed to be that was projected. But like, to be honest with you, there's a lot of surprises going on out there. Absolutely. The only two undefeated teams right now are the Philadelphia Eagles. And as you mentioned before, the Miami Dolphins, I don't think a lot of people had that going into the season. You look at this week, the Chiefs lost to the Colts, which I will say Matt Ryan scored 15 points. Those were an ugly 15 points. I watched that. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of that game. Matt Ryan has been maybe the most disappointing player on my fantasy team this year in a new situation, new environment. I still have ultra confidence in my team and going forward, but I got a tough schedule coming up. It's not going to be easy. There's um, And I look at my team and there's some question marks where I'm like, I trust these players, but also Justin Jefferson scoring four points. He's got to be my ringer. He's got to be the one who scores, brings in the money. Um, I don't know. I'm getting nervous. I'm getting a slightly nervous about some of the inconsistencies. I, I think our teams, even though like you started off with a better record and stuff, because like what, well, like you had a couple of like Justin Jefferson showed out that first week, basically won you a week by itself. But like, I think we're a lot similar because like, our starting quarterbacks are pretty decent, pretty good, you know, okay, like Trevor and Derek Carr, like whatever. They're not the superstars, but they can put together some points. But we're both one of these teams that like, do we start our backup? Because this is like the super flex or whatever, because you can start two quarterbacks. We get in the position of, should we even start our second quarterback? And that's not a good position to be in, right? Like, like you didn't even start like a second quarterback uh, this past week. Um and I like started mine just because of the fact that like quarterbacks have a chance. Like I, and I'm my one mistake, Julio Jones was hurt. Like, uh, and he's been hurt, but I think he has the opportunity to be good for the rest of the season. Uh, but my biggest mistake was, uh, Adam Thielen this week, leaving him out, sitting him on the bench and even possibly DuVernay. I mean, DuVernay got a touchdown as well. Uh, I've actually gotten some decent pickups through the waiver wire since the beginning of the season. That's one thing that's good about starting off shitty. You know what I'm saying? You get that good waiver wire priority. So, like, uh, I have made my team a little stronger. Uh, They might be able to have, like, a way better record. But the Wookiee Nookies, man, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. Absolutely. And I will say, I don't think Adam Thielen's a mistake because let's go to his game log right here. Uh, Six points, nine points, and then he scored 18. Like, maybe you look at the seven targets and think he's going to get more, but, like, I you don't want so if you're going to put someone in that flex or super flex spot, you don't want them to score under 10 points. The reason why I lost is my super flex 
I made every wrong choice in that sense. Devin DuVernay, you can make an argument because the question is, was it a flash in the pan? And now it's 21, 12, 10. Like that's starting to be consistent where you're like, okay. And the okay. crazy part is, is like, like go back, pull that back up yeah. real quick. Yeah. Because the crazy part about him is the targets. Like it's scary because like, look, he's got two targets, two receptions, one of them a touchdown. And then he's got the game before that, two targets, two catches, uh, for 42 yards, didn't get a touchdown there. Well, actually, then, he did. It was a kickoff return touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why his points are like at 12.2. And then, like, the first week, four uh, targets, he caught, he's catching every ball thrown to him and getting the max amount of points for this team not to have him as a target share of at least seven or eight right now is ridiculous. It's just stupid. It's asinine. That's why I picked him up, is because. Look at what he's doing with the like couple of catches that he gets or even chances like that's chances that he's got. He is 100 percent at targets and like catching the ball like you can't do any better than that. And so my thing is, is like if finally maybe they'll understand that he's like one of the most athletic guys on the team and they'll start giving him like maybe the next week they'll give him five or six targets or whatever. But, like, this guy honestly deserves way more targets than what he's getting. I mean, the dude's an athlete. The dude's doing everything you possibly can with the chances he's getting. Like, that's got to raise up. And that, that's not just because I want him to do that for my fantasy team. That's for their team as a whole. Like, they've got to look at that. That, that is – I mean, a blind man can see that. Absolutely. And, I like, the, the interesting thing is you don't even know if you start him next week because of the low targets, but also because they're, they're playing Buffalo. And yeah. Buffalo's defense is scary yeah, it's good. good. And uh, one of my guys that I've kept on the bench so far, if you pull up Corey Davis, like yeah, if you want to pull up some of his thing, is this guy, if I'm not mistaken, like, you know, this past week, not so great, like, uh, and all that. But, like, the weeks before that, the dude was actually outperforming, doing pretty good, would have been a super good flex position, especially those first two weeks. Possibly could have gotten me a, a victory because I didn't lose uh, by very much the week before. Uh, I got my ass handed to me by Delia's team. Uh, she, boy, that team, she got a pretty damn good team. But, like, I, you know what? Overall, though, I'm happy with how the season's gone so far. I'm only one and two, but I think my team has, like I said, gotten stronger uh, as the season's going on through waivers and stuff. And if you scroll a little further down, I'm one of the ones that are using the IR. Like, I got two pretty good players, like, sitting on IR right now that uh, I can pull in at any time as soon as they get off injury. So then my team may get stronger towards the end of the year. Uh, but, yeah, there's just some certain things that I do like about my team. But uh, I just hate the fact that during the draft, I don't know how many people watch that, that's watching this, but in the draft, I was literally just trying to, like, as a safety precaution, put Derek Carr as, like, one of the ones, uh, quarterbacks that's on my list to start drafting a quarterback because people were jumping on quarterbacks so fast that I wanted to put a couple on there. And he was like my third choice. I think it was like Jalen Hurts I would have drafted at that spot if I could have. But as I'm pushing the button, my turn came around. And as I pressed the button, it changed from like add to queue to draft. And as you know, when you're doing a draft like that, you can't take it back. In my home league, like I got a home league, I'm actually in the same spot like as far as record goes. But I'm like one of the highest points getters. I'm just unlucky so far in that league. But in that league, we actually sit around a, a table and draft. Uh, all 10 of us get together as friends and draft that way. So, like, if some, something like that wouldn't happen in that, 
and, and this is the first time I've done a draft like this in a long time. So I made a, you know, a rookie mistake, I guess we would say uh, for that. But yeah, I was actually pretty happy with Alan Lazard uh, uh, coming out uh, finally the third week because he was injured the first week and then he, they kind of babied him back in last week. It was good to see him. And I'm going to tell you what, man, my biggest pickup and best pickup so far since the season started was the uh, handcuff of uh, my man, Elijah Mitchell down there, Mr. Jeff Wilson Jr. That guy right there has done like, he's probably one of the best pickups because this league's so deep, 14 teams. It's tough to get some add-ons, man. That's going to really do things. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I look at my team. I'll quickly just uh, say one note about my team. I think we have the potential to beat anyone on our best day. But the worry is, is like you look at Zay Jones. Uh, I really like him. And he scored uh, he's 12, 24. But then this is the, this five-point week where I'm like, man, as much as I love my team, Chase Edmonds, let's go to him. Um, he did good this past week, I'm pretty he sure. He did good, but he, that's because he got two touchdowns. He only got six carries for 21 yards, only one catch. He's supposed to be a receiving back, only got one catch. Ten – then, again, 10, 15, two times good, but that five. And David Njoku, even, he did pretty good this week. But you look at this, one, six, 23. Bro, that's where I'm hurting so bad as that tight end. like I'm trying to find anything and everything that I could. I even, you know, he ended up getting hurt, but I was even trying the whole, like, Taysom Hill, like, okay, maybe he'll just get uh, three or four carries a game yeah. and get some yards and stuff uh kind of deal so like yeah right now like uh the weakest spot on my team uh besides like my backup quarterback or the super flex quarterback is right now is my tight end like i, I tried to get the tight end from uh new orleans the actual starting tight end and because Taysom was going to be out maybe he got even more i think he scored zero this week he did score zero this didn't week, score though. shit look at that guy <laughs> piece of trash man look at him let's see let's look at the game log let's see we have six eight zero it's funny, the game that Taysom actually is injured, he doesn't score any points. Um, but what can you do? I mean, tight ends are a weird position for sure. I will say, Justin, if you want a tight end, I have two of them. So you want to figure out a trade, I would be open to it. I don't. I feel like I don't need two tight ends, so I'm more than I happy. mean, I, so I think Logan Thomas possibly is your better tight end. Yeah, I do too. All right, so like I mean, the one that you would be willing to trade would be Njoku, I would guess. Yeah, I, I would rather it be Njoku. But, but just to put it out there, with Njoku, like, who would you, per se, want to try to trade Njoku for? Um, I think, I, I think looking at this team, maybe one of your wide receivers, but I also, um, I don't think you're giving me Jeff Wilson um, for Njoku. Maybe for Logan Thomas, but not for Njoku. But also, I would consider a Baker for a Njoku trade. I would re—I don't know if I would accept it, but I'd really, really consider it hard. I might even—I think I would lean towards accepting it. We were talking about those quarterbacks not producing. The thing about that is, is like, if that were to happen, or of a trade like, see, if if I'm getting rid of Baker Mayfield, like I almost have to get a quarterback in return because there's just not crap on our waiver wire. Like literally, yeah. like if you get somebody off our waiver wire right now, that's not a starting quarterback. They're they're not even starting in a uh, in a game. So like that's the thing. Like the only way I'd be able to do that, like like the Jeff Wilson trade would be, I'd have to get your Matt Ryan and or the Baker Mayfield kind of thing would be getting Matt Matt Ryan, you know, on the backside just to have another quarterback. 
But then that I, would put you in a bad position if you had to do that. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'll be honest, I'm actually comfortable not starting a quarterback. I think my team's deep enough and strong enough where I should be making the right decisions. Where, listen, if I made the right decisions, first off, I should have started Russell Gage. I knew I should have started Russell Gage. I just got too scared by the questionable. I saw that questionable hovering over him. I got too scared off it. I didn't start him. If I started Russell Gage, I I knew that was the right choice. I knew it in my heart. I knew it in my head. And I just decided, I got too scared. I got too scared. And I'm, I'm that's why I'm not heartbroken by this loss because I know it was, it was avoidable. But um, I think, like, if I make the right choices, the loss of quarterbacks shouldn't be that good. Because, look, listen, I got Gabe Dave on my bench. He's fantastic. He just came off an injury. Chase Edmonds, if he's scoring all these touchdowns, I'm pretty fine with that. Zay Jones, and also I haven't talked about Jahad Doxson yet. He's been on my bench, and look at him, 18, 17. He had a bad week this week. But the Eagles defense, which, by the way, my Eagles defense has been carrying me. I hate to say that as a Giants fan, but, geez, they've been good. So I look at all of that, and I'm like, listen, maybe I'm not getting the safety of a quarterback. But I also look at that, and I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm legitimately thinking about dropping Matt Ryan right now. I might do it. You, tomorrow you might see Matt Ryan not on my roster. But that is our game, Justin. We are both in very interesting positions. I'm 2-1. and one, You're 1-2. and two. We're both trying to crawl, crawl our way to the playoff spot to a number one seed. We're still in it. We're both still in it. But uh, we still have a long way to go because, man, this, this league is competitive and it's deep. Like, there's no easy wins here. Yeah, but yeah, the biggest thing is like, bro, like it is not uh, funny at all with like how deep it is and like the waiver wire is like really tough because you really can't get a whole lot out there. So absolutely. But yeah, it's fun to be in. Yeah. So um, listen, I'll think about that trade a bit more and I'll see if I can get something to you. But um, I'm more than happy to be part of one of my tight ends. We'll see what we do. Um, so I'm going to just go over all the other games and all the other teams. You want to stick around for that, or do you? Or or, or would you? Ra- if I'm going to head game, out because I got to start getting ready for the entertainment news break that we. Have that on. is true. Uh, this is pre-recorded, so you don't know this, but we're, we're recording this right before the entertainment news break. So go check that out. When this comes out, it will already be out, so you'll be able to see the replay. Um, so anything else you want to plug, Justin? Other than. Uh, Nah, that's it. But uh, you know, we 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 trying to come up. You know what I'm saying? We started from the bottom. Now we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about to change. The Wookie Nookies are coming for those cookies. If you know what I'm saying. But y'all guys have a good one. Thank you. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed to the channel, man. Y'all have a good night. Absolutely. Going on to the next game now, LaMarvel Studios. Um, by the way, the reason why this was such an important game for Justin, you don't want to go 0-3. And you can see that here with the Winston Thunder Bears versus LaMarvel Studios. LaMarvel Studios consistently scoring over 129. One of the most dangerous early on. This is like the Miami Dolphins or the Eagles for, for this league. This is the team where everyone's now got their eyes on. Scoring consistently over 129. Almost everyone's performing, really. I mean, only one wide receiver slot not really performing to their ability. Their bench even has some performers like James Robinson. Like, James Robinson would probably be starting on any other team. And you look at the Winston Thunder Bears, this was a must-win for them, in my opinion. Going down to 0-3, extremely, extremely tough. And they did do – I don't know. It's, it's worrying if I'm the Winston Thunder Bears. Three weeks in a row, I haven't been able to crack to 100 points. 
it, I don't know. And the bench actually did perform really well this week. Uh, P. Ryan, my uh, Joe Mixon might be a bit injured, so P. Ryan might have more action. What's it called? Jacoby Brissett's uh, looking decent as the Cleveland quarterback. We have Juju Smith-Schuster uh, scoring 13 points, recovering from that bad week, if I remember correctly, at bad week uh, two. And um, Zach Ertz did score 10 points. Um, what's called the Winston Thunder Bears, one of the few teams that is starting two tight ends, has three tight ends on the roster, has two defenses on the roster. It's a really unorthodox and interesting roster construction. I've gone over it before, and I just think you have to get rid of some of those tight ends and some of those um, – defenses and just go all in on wide receivers and running backs because like you need those to produce Nelson Aguilar not producing. I don't know. It, it's going to be a tough hole for the Winston Thunder Bears to come back from, but quickly it does look like the Marvel studios looking like one of the favorites right now. One of the more surprising in my opinion, because I had a, a Brodney on last week and um, he, his team looked incredible last week, but this week, he lost um, by a large margin to uh, Rob Clark, also known as Rob Snark, who is now officially part of the LGR team, 127. You look at Snark's team, and like Hertz is maybe one of the best fantasy players out there right now, but the team is just consistently producing. Kyle Pitts finally had a good week, um, and this was a tough week for the long-reach Hurricanes. Wilson has not been able to produce at all in the Denver offense. A bad week from Tyree Kill. Um, Gesicki didn't perform. I don't, and Justin Fields had an awful game. Um, I don't know. It's this is the worry with with the with Brodney's team. I think when it goes well, it goes really, really well, but it's not the deepest team. And when some of these guys who you are expecting to produce don't produce, I don't know. It's worrying. Like, I I gotta look at Turn Your Head and uh, Goff. This team's starting to look a bit scary, starting to get a bit nervous. Like, Two and one, they're tied for first place in my division right now. I don't know. It's going to be competitive. Having Hertz and Cook, Edwards, Hilaire, and Pittman, that's a really, really dangerous starting four if you look at those main four. And then Pitts, if Pitts can get going, if Pitts can now score over 10 points consistently, I don't know. It's going to be really nerving. I don't know. These are two. This was a very, very, this was my game to watch. This is the game I want to keep an eye on because I thought it would really impact the future of the playoffs in the league. And, be a huge tiebreaker and i'm really impressed with turning your head and snark you'll hear a close battle between um caleb and ryan caleb knows he can't go 0 and 3 and sadly he does fall to 0 and 3 as you said we had a lot of good showings from 0 and 2 teams trying to go into and be 1 and 2 versus 0 and 3 but we look at ryan i would say him and the marvel studios are the two main um contenders for first place in this league but he had a bit of an off game at 1-1-1 which uh, scoring over 100 points and having an off game just shows you the caliber of that team but the wide receivers did not produce both scoring under 10 points kittle finally was healthy but he didn't have a great game the flex didn't produce the quarterbacks did and the defense did and chubb is um right now looking like a game with a league winning pick in a lot of ways but we had a lot of great performances. You look at uh, Caleb's team, he probably would have won if the Chargers didn't get negative six points on defense and incredibly bad by the Chargers defense, who was usually pretty good, I think. And I'll look at their stats. Maybe they're not fantasy good. But again, 12 points, one point, negative six. They're usually not this bad. It was a really abnormally bad game. 
And it's just tough to fall to 0-3. And again, Ryan going to 3-0, that's a really good cushion going into the next couple of weeks, especially when he's probably trying to figure out what to do. What to do with maybe some of his wide receivers not producing and maybe some of the inconsistencies that are a tiny bit worrying. Um, but we'll go on to another 0-3 team now. Caleb, this is uh, um, uh, for Ferris, uh, not Caleb, I apologize, but for Ferris, this was a tough one because he needed this win. And the last two weeks, I think he scored over 120. And this is the game he probably needed the most. And not only did he score badly, but his opponent um, got the highest score, which was lunch break hot take, 154 points. It's just tough. Ferris has had awful luck. All of his opponents have had career days against him. And you look at his team, um, Montgomery got injured, Cooks underperformed, Wentz had the first bad game uh, fantasy-wise I'm talking about, just because the Eagles defense absolutely shut him out. Again, Goff didn't perform as the past two weeks um, right here, 15, 26, and now 13. I don't know. I look at, um, first off, lunch, break, hot take. You look at this and you're like, okay, when you show you can score over 154 or 150 really, that showcases, oh, this is someone who can win the league. This is someone who's a real threat, and this is someone who I'm playing next week. So I'm nervous where I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I, I If he does that against me, I don't know if I can win. It's going to be, you know, Lamar Jackson, one of the scariest quarterbacks to go against. You just look. I mean, look at this. 25 from Henry. 22 from Patterson. 28 from Marquise Brown. Um, let's call the bench didn't really perform, but Mike Evans was suspended. He'll be back next week and, and he'll maybe over, be instead of a uh, Traylon Burks. I don't know what Ferris is going to do because against Shepard has a really bad injury. Now Tony's been injured. Rashad Penny hasn't been uh Rashad Penny hasn't been uh, performing. I think probably Damian Harris go, maybe goes into starting over Montgomery, but I mean, I don't know if there's not much you can do in this situation. I mean, also the Colts defense, um, it, it actually produced okay this week. Um, oops, did not mean to do that. Sorry about that, guys. But, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough for Ferris to come back from 0-3. And you look at lunch, break, hot take, and we're going to talk about that when we preview next week's matches. But that's a scary team, and I'm not I'm, – I'm kind of gulping. I'm kind of nervous about next week having to face them. And this is the surprise of the week. Last week, I was talking about Adelia's team and how I think she was one of the favorites to win the entire league. But she was the person who scored the least amount of points this week. Um, what's it called? Too hard, too throbbing, getting a huge win, which, by the way, I was talking about how much of an important game this is for him. Getting a ginormous win against Adelia. Um, and you look at Adelia's team, it's, it's really tough. Her highest score was Cooper Cup with 16, and usually you expect him to go plus 20. Mac Jones had 16, and now he's got a very, very bad injury. Kyler Murray. Does she have a backup quarterback? Oh, she doesn't. So she doesn't even have a backup quarterback she can start now instead of Mac Jones. Kyler Murray not doing uh, had a bad game against the Rams. Um, Swift, Swift has been one of the weirdest fantasy players because he's been good when he's been targeted, but it seems like he's not getting any red zone carries. It's all Jamal Williams. So you look at Adelia's team, Connor is just coming back from an injury. I don't know. It was a very disappointing performance out of all her players. And you look at this, and she, uh, she did have some players produced in the bench, whether it was Devontae Parker, J.D. McKissick, Melvin Gordon. But 
not even if she made the right changes, I don't think she beats Greg. And Greg's team is really, really good. Two R two throbbing has some fantastic players, and there are some questions with Herbert being a bit injured. The running backs I'm not loving, especially I think Josh Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott overperformed a little. But uh, but I don't know. I think you look at Greg's team and like I think they can beat anyone. I think we're at the moment where like we still have a lot of teams that can win it all. I think we don't, no one's pulled away enough, although you can argue the the Marvel studios and Ryan Christensen, but for the most part, everyone's still in it. They're still in contention. Even the Owen three teams have an outside shot at looking in. And this is a huge win uh, with two hearts, two throbbing instead of being one and two being two and one, and now bringing your three and O or two and O rival down the two and one instead of three, and O. ginormous, ginormous win. And, it really impacts the East division, which we'll go over soon. And another, this was a one point game. This was a one point game. What's it called? Twisted T Higgins, um, avoiding the Owen, the Owen three, two Owen two teams were able to win and be two and O teams. Both me and Dagan were two and O, and we both lost to the Owen two teams. So you look at Twisted T Higgins, they have produced very, very well in the past three weeks, scoring wise. Difference is they played me when I scored 150 and they played someone else where I think they scored a bit under a hundred, but uh, you look at their team and they didn't even start a defense. That's absolutely crazy. They didn't start a defense. They forgot to put the Cowboys that they added into the starting slot, but you look at this team. Mahomes is good. Higgins had a good game. I think Kirk has been a fantastic fantasy player. The quarterbacks are really good with Mahomes and Burrow. And the bench, like, had Clear Herbert score 30. Devontae Smith score 30. I mean, this is a team where it's like, if you're talking about one of those teams that can go from 0-2 to playoffs, I think it's Twisted T. Higgins out of everyone. And th- listen, it was a very close game with Dagan. Dagan had some um, tough stuff. It's not even like he had much choice other than maybe starting Joshua Palmer instead of um, Stefan Diggs, but you're never going to do that. Oh, instead of Joe Flacco. That's really what he should have done. If he started anyone except Joe Flacco, but in a basically super flex league, people want to just start two quarterbacks no matter what because there is a sort of safety in that. But that safety wasn't shown here because Joe Flacco only scored three points. Dagan still, though, consistently scoring in the 120s. Very dangerous team. And you could even look at this as a very off week. A.J. Dillon didn't have a good game. Kirk Cousins um he had a normal game um but joe flacco had an absolutely terrible game and i don't know it's fascinating it's absolutely fascinating and now this is a huge thing for our division because now there's no three no team in the west division right now it's tied with me um the vermont moose and i think there's one more two and one team oh rob snark those are the two and one teams all battling it out in this division and you look at and let's go to the divisions why not so we look at this, and you look at my division right here, we have four 2-1 teams, all very much in it, all very much competing for the top slot and to be in that playoff slot, whether it's Columbia uh, Lunch Break Hot Take Crew, whether it's for Vermont Moose and Dagan, me, Rob Snark, and you look at the one and two teams, Brodney I thought is one of the most talented teams in the league, and he's absolutely competing. Twisted T. Higgins, this is like the one of the deepest divisions in my opinion. Or well, deepest divisions. There's two divisions, but I do think this is the deeper division out of the two. But then again, you look at here. Here's the two three no teams that are I think the favorites to win this thing with with four downs, not three, and the Marvel Studios. 
you look at uh, Adelia and Two Heart Throbbing. The question is, uh, even though Justin beat me with Justin, Caleb, and Chris Engel, like the bottom of this league, uh, this division, I mean, I'm not as scared of. I look at that and I'm not as scared of these three teams as I am uh, the three teams on the bottom of the uh, East division. It will be fascinating because I think with these four two and one teams, anything can happen in the next couple of weeks. But here it's looking like four downs, not three. Lamarva Studios are starting to pull ahead. But again, it's going to be really interesting. And I want to go look at the matchups for this week. Me versus lunch break hot take. Extremely, extremely crucial matchup. Important matchup. I need to do my best to win this matchup. Very, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. I'm going to have to do my best. But you look at the projected total, 128 versus 127. Like, it's going to be a very close game. A very tight game. Um, you look at all these matchups, and but the one I'm really looking at is the Marvel Studios versus Turn Your Head and Goff. I think Turn Your Head and Goff pulled off some upsets that they weren't expected to win, and I think they're a very dangerous team. And they're going against, I would argue, maybe the favorite to win it all right now with the Marvel Studios. Just looking at how consistently they score around 129, around 130. So I mean, I look at that, I'm like, geez. Jeez, but like this matchup is going to be crazy important and very interesting to watch. I I would not be surprised if uh, Rob Clark won, but really La Marvel Studios. I look at that and I'm like, man, this is going to be a nail biter. I think it's going to be closer than the projected total say. Um, absolutely. We look at this. Um, Justin now can actually go to two and two if he beats Caleb. Like this is now more of uh, this matchup is more of like. Justin wins, he goes to two and two. He's right back in it. He started out on two, but then he went to two and two. He's right back in the race. But if you look up Caleb, Caleb falls to own four. Like that might be it. That might be the end of his season. So he needs to win this match, especially against another team that isn't as highly rated in a way as record wise. Like it's going to be always tough when you're trying to go against a two and one and three no to get wins against those teams. So if you're up against a one and two team, you got to just take advantage of it, especially. I don't know. And you look, it's going to be close. Projected total, 118 versus 119. You look at uh, this one. Um, uh, what's it called? Winston Thunder Bear is actually projected to beat Adelia's team. Um, that's surprising to me. Um, let's see, because I think Adelia has just... Uh, this is... Um, sorry, the ad. Is there a way I can view this without the ad? Uh, sorry, guys. You're going through this real time. I think box score is better. There we go. Yeah. So wonder why that is. Is there someone who um, Adelia starting that has a bye week or something? Oh, it's because of Mac Jones. Um, once you put, but even then, uh, Chris's team right now looks like it's projected to score one ten, which isn't bad at all. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see. But if Chris can pull off the upset against Adelia, that would be huge. And Adelia. Listen, I thought she was going to be one of the title contenders, but if you fall down to two and two, that's going to be a bit rough. It's going to be fascinating to see. These are weirdly, I would argue, a must-win for both of these teams. Fascinating. Okay. Twist. Oh, this is an interesting one. Bronny versus the Twisted T. Higgins. These are two one and two teams that are both extremely dangerous and both can absolutely crawl their way into the playoffs. But they're ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'm. I think Bronny's going to win, but man, this is like a really exciting, one, exciting one because like one of these teams is going to be one in three, and they don't deserve whoever it is. They don't deserve to be one in three given their team. That's a dangerous one in three team. Then we have um, four downs, not three versus two hearts throbbing. 
can two heart throbbing once again win against an undefeated team, take out another one of the undefeated teams. But I do worry because you look at their top players, Herbert's injured. Waddle Waddle's playing. Um, Waddle might produce, but also Geno Smith. I'm not sure if you want to rely on him as one of your best fantasy players. And you look at Ryan Christians, Josh Allen. Uh, Mariota's actually a really consistent fantasy player, Nick Chubb. Like you look at those three alone, I would put um, four downs, not three, ahead of two hard throbbing. But I do think it's going to be a tight match. I think it will come down to the wire. But really, I bet you this one's a high scoring match. I bet you this is like 140 versus 130. And then the last matchup, we got Ferris versus uh, Dagan. And Ferris is actually projected to win this one. He needs to win this one. Going down to 0-4, your chances of making the playoffs go down astronomically, obviously. You you need to start getting a win under your belt if you're Ferris. And if you're Dagan, you're in a tight race right now. You're in a tight race between me, Lunch Break Hot Take, and uh, Snark. You can't afford to lose any ground. This is going to be a fascinating matchup. And I can absolutely see Ferris stealing this. I mean, all these matchups, I think, are going to be really interesting. I'm really excited to see. This is an important week. This is a week where it's like this week, I don't want to over-exaggerate, but this week could we look back on the season and this could be game deciding. I mean, season deciding for a lot of teams in a lot of, of ways. This could be the turning point for some teams. And I'm hoping it's a turning point in a positive way for my team, but we'll see. We'll see. I got some moves to make. I got some changes to make. I'm happy, but I'm not content with my team. I know we can get better, and I know there are ways we can do that. I know our team can consistently perform better. I know there's ways we can improve. So anyway, thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to talk about next week because I'm sure we're going to have a lot of interesting things to talk about, hopefully with a better result for me. But um, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm glad you guys were able to see this and subscribe, join our Patreon. Um, this is a Patreon league, so you can join for next year's league. And we also have a pick which I'm also doing well in, by the way, um, you know, just subtly drop that in there but there's so many patreon perks that are absolutely fantastic but if you just like and if you all you can do is like and subscribe or just comment that is enough and i appreciate any support you give us but i can't wait to see you guys in the next one so good luck everyone in your fantasy weeks uh next week